Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude and over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hello, friends. We're back with another Strictly Biz episode by demand. You all asked for it. So this is a continuation of um, episode 124 that was released in November, early November, where I talked about entitlement, people feeling entitled to your time. That one, you a lot of you resonated with that. Um, I think especially if, you know, definitely if you're a business owner, but even if you're a content creator on Instagram, there is this sense of entitlement um, where people just feel entitled to you. And I think a lot of the content that we produce via the podcast or um, on social media, it can really be taken for granted. Now, if somebody's not a content creator, they don't necessarily understand how much time and effort and energy goes into creating content, right? If they're not doing it, they, they, it's hard, it's hard to understand and wrap your head around something that you're not doing. Um, but there is this sense of, I follow you, therefore, I feel entitled to tell you what to do with your platform, what to say, what to share. Um, I got a piece of feedback about this podcast, actually, that really rubbed me the wrong way. And it was extra um, disappointing because it was a dietitian, so somebody that works in my field. And she sent me a DM that um, said, hey, could you consider marking your um, re-releases as re-releases because it's very disappointing to think, get all excited about a new episode to only realize that's an it's, it's an old episode. Now, of course, she was talking about December where we re-released um, all of our fan favorites for the entire month, and we made an entire campaign. So this could not be advertised enough. I. I I mean, we, we talked about it all over social media. I announced it at the beginning of every show. We even put the original air date in all of the show notes for every episode of the re-release. And the real reason we did it was because, hey, we're celebrating ourselves. A million downloads is pretty major. Uh, we were also, um, we being me, um, I also wanted to make sure that newcomers to the show kind of got access to the best of the best, right? Because when you subscribe to a new show and there's a, a, almost 150 episodes, it can feel really overwhelming. So I wanted to have the most downloaded episodes, the fan favorites right there at their fingertips. And to just have somebody not even say thank you. Hey, thank you so much for the thousands upon thousands of hours that you've spent of your time creating free content for me. 
No, it was actually just a complaint and really rude one at that. So that really kind of fired me up because of course, nobody sees the back end. Nobody saw how much time it took for my assistant, Lauren, and myself to put together <laughs> that um, the 12 days of funk miss. I mean, it was at least 40 hours um, of, I mean, that's it's probably closer to 60 if I was really thinking about it, um, contacting everybody, uh, different companies are... Um, friends of the podcast, to put together giveaways, to create all of the social media content, to edit every single episode, to re-record the intros, to re-release them, to rewrite the show notes. I mean, it was a tremendous amount of work and money, quite frankly, on my end too, to make all of that happen. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a kind of a kick in the gut when somebody feels entitled enough to reach out to you and be like, I want more. I'm consuming and I'm consuming and I'm consuming and I want more. It, it's greedy is what it is. And yet, if you have a presence on social media, you feel like that's what you have to do. And I want to be super clear. I'm not an influencer, right? I don't get paid to show up and do this stuff. This is something that I do because I want to educate people for free. And if you're a clinician, you're a practitioner, you're a dietitian that listens to the show, it's like free continuing education. I know you are all putting this into your practice, which is amazing, but like throw me a bone, throw me a thank you. Don't hit me up with your insults. I don't want them. Like need not apply. So that one obviously got me fired up enough to do an IGTV about it. But the overall premise was like, I don't owe you anything. I'm stoked that you're here. I love the fact that you land here every week to listen to me talk about health and other things. I love the fact that you show up on social media and you're there to support me and to consume my content and to learn about the body and all that stuff but I don't owe you anything beyond what I'm already doing. And it's just wild to me that people out there truly feel the sense of entitlement to other people. So I know I'm talking to business owners right now because this is a strictly biz uh, episode. So I just always want to remind you that you also do not need to feel sucked into this, um, this sense of entitlement for, uh, from other people because I think that the content that we're creating is really being taken for granted. And honestly, it, it gave me pause. One of the reasons that I didn't release a new episode the first week in January is because I was feeling bummed out. I was feeling kind of resentful after that comment. I'm like, I don't think people understand how hard I work to pump out free content. And so... You know, it's, it's disheartening. It really, really is. So anyway... I kind of wanted to clear the air on that. Um, next week, we are going to be, I'm going to re release an interview with Victoria Albina about nervous system downregulation, which I think is going to be so important for everybody right now. I mean, the state of the world, everybody's jacked up. Everybody is jacked up. So hopefully we'll be able to unpack some practices for you. So definitely tune into that one. I think it's, it's going to be a must listen type of show. And I have to announce that the Functional Nutrition Academy, I am opening enrollment for March. So the next wave of people are going to come in in March. I haven't been really great about announcing it too many places. This is for health 
Um, this is for nutritionists and, um, health practitioners. Be sure to check out my website. I have a lot of information there, erinholthealth.com forward slash mentorship. You can fill out the application form and, um, we'll give you the next steps from there. I'm really excited about it. It's what I've been working on behind the scenes. I'm getting phenomenal feedback from the folks who are in, are, who are in the group right now. And one of the questions that I've been getting is, is this a business training? And I am not a business coach. Um, I don't pretend to be. So it's really more of a practitioner training. So you're go- I'm going to give you like a deep education. If you're the type of person that loves this podcast, that listens to this podcast and takes show notes, you will, or I mean, take show notes, takes notes while I'm talking. It is a, definitely a training you'll vibe with. I go into way more detail than I could ever go into on this podcast. Um, but I do, you know, you don't run a successful business and not learn some tricks along the way. So there is definitely going to be business type training sprinkled in. And then there's two whole months. It's a 12 month program and there's two whole months that are dedicated to business. And I talk about everything between launching. Um, I, I mean, I, I've had some pretty successful launches under my belt. You know, I know last, last time we ran your hormone revival, I sold out in under 48 hours this time. I just closed the cart today, actually. This time I sold out in under 24 hours. Um, the Carb Compatibility Project has over 90 people. Like my, I definitely have um, kind of a, paid attention to the things that work really well for my launches. And none of it is sleazy or slimy or like hyper orchestrated. I don't do like all these like kind of crazy funnels or anything. It's really super basic but it works. Um, so I'll be, I would talk about stuff like that. I'll talk about, um, income streams. I mean, I grew my business over a hundred K in a year. Um, and I didn't realize I was talking with a friend, Meg, I know you're listening. Um, and I didn't realize that until I actually like typed it out to her that I went from this number to this number in a year. And I'm like, Oh, that's like a that's a big thing that I did. Um, and I'm, that is slated to double this year. I'm slated, I'm will most likely double my revenue, obviously adding a lot more to my, to my practice. Um, but that is something that I talk about is like having multiple income streams, revenue streams, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and like exploring the options because practitioner burnout is real. And so if you're making all of your money on one-on-one appointments, that's usually where we hit burnout at, as practitioners, as clinicians. Um, so getting creative with other ways to, I think, I think we should always be working one-on-one with people to some extent, but getting creative with other ways to bring in, bring in money. Um, you know, one of the ways that I have, done that is through sponsorships of the podcast. It took a long time, right? So we didn't take on, I didn't take on real significant sponsors until, um, until relatively recently. So like, you know, three years into podcasting and, um, I got to shout out my sponsors, Organifi. You know, I talk about them all of the time. They are my 
favorite powders. Um, I was just having a conversation in the carb compatibility project and somebody's like, what do you do for veggies when you travel? I'm like, that is the biggest trick. That is the biggest trick. That's really when I especially lean on Organifi powders, like their green juice and their red juice, because I can't get enough plant matter in when I'm traveling. Not to say that there's an abundance of travel right now, but even when I go like visit family members or anything like that. Um, and then we also have BioCult which is my probiotic of choice, my most recommended probiotic. The Boosted is the one that I love. It's the stuff that I buy for my family. My sister-in-law just had a baby, so I bought her some, give it to my kiddo, give it to my aunt, I give it to my dad. All of the people that are willing to take probiotics, I'm like, choose this one. Um, and so I kind of held out on sponsorship until I could partner with companies that I really knew, like trusted, all that kind of stuff. But that is a, an income stream and it does support all of the, you know, processing the podcast, creating show notes, because I pay somebody to do that, obviously. And um, yeah, just getting kind of creative with different income streams. Um, so I talk about my particular income streams, but that isn't anything that's going to be aired out on a Strictly Biz episode. That's behind the paywall that's within the container of the Functional Nutrition Academy Practitioner Training Program. So I would love to have you. I'm really proud of this. It is the biggest project I've ever built in my entire life. I'm still working on it and um, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. And my goal is to take a lot of um, people through that to build out some really, really great um, clinicians. And I'll, I'll talk about more uh, in the months to come, I'm sure, or the weeks to come. All right. I think that was all of the stuff that I had to say. So today we're going to, I'm going to um, let you listen to this episode that I recorded back in November, part two. And it's all about when people ask you to pick your brain or if um, you want to pick somebody else's brain. How do you go about it? What can, what can you do? Here's my experiences over the years. Hey, business buddies. I am back with another Strictly Biz episode. This is kind of like part two in a three-part series. I'm going to talk about brain picking. So last time I chatted, last Strictly Biz episode, I chatted about why setting boundaries is a huge benefit to my business and why I think you should do it too and not be scared to set boundaries or to say no. And um, I got a lot of messages about what to do with people reaching out to pick your brain. Um, like feeling guilty for saying no, but feeling really irritated that you feel like you have to do it. And the brain picking thing, like nobody's a fan. It sounds like across the board. Nobody loves that. I got this from Kate Northrup, I, I, I believe, like a couple of years ago on a podcast where she was like, my brain is not available for picking. <laughs> like, please don't ask me. But um, so I'm not going to read specific DMs because I don't want to blow up anyone's spot. Uh, but I'm going to summarize how we business owners feel when you send us an email, when somebody sends us an email saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Can we meet for coffee so I can pick your brain? And I used to get this a lot. I do, this does not happen anymore. This used to happen all the freaking time. So let me boil it down to exactly what you're asking, somebody is asking us to do when, when they send this type of email. So it's going to take me 30 minutes to get ready, right? On average, 30 minutes to get ready. It's usually I'm just home like working from like my scrubs. So 
I'm going to have to actually prepare for this meeting. Um, it's going to take me at least 30 minutes to get to a coffee shop. Realistically, it's more like 45 because I live out in the sticks. So now we're looking at a solid two hours, right? And then we're going to meet for at least an hour. So this means that I now have to find a magical three extra hours of my workday. And it's like sprinkle some fairy dust and hope for the best. Um, and I'm going to have to make, like, I don't have three hours in my work week to just like hang out and meet for coffee. If I did, I would be hanging out with my friends. Like, I don't even get to see my friends that much. So like, this is a huge ask, right? So I'm going to have to make up that time somewhere else, which means I'll either be working nights or weekends to accommodate your brain picking session. And then we have to subtract my hourly rate because I'm not able to do profit generating activities while you're picking my brain. And on top of that, I'll also have to arrange for childcare. So not only am I investing my time at this point, but now I'm also investing like a good chunk of coin into giving you my trade secrets that I've spent a decade figuring out on my own to help you become my competitor, right? Because you want to do what I want to do. So that's the ask. That is the brain picking ask, okay? (laughs) I know people think like, it's just like, no big deal. It's just like quick coffee. But like, it's a humongous ask. And so a lot of people feel really hot and bothered when somebody reaches out for brain picking. And it's not just one person. Like if you're going to ask it, there's a line of people behind you asking the same shit, right? So this is something that a successful business owner gets all the time. And the reason, I used to say yes to this. Honestly, I did. And the reason why so many women in my DMs find themselves in a position where they can't say no is because we've bought into the storyline that we must do this if we want to be a woman supporting other women, right? Tell me I'm wrong. In order for us to be a woman supporting woman, we have to show up and serve, serve, serve. Any ask that comes our way, we have to say yes to. Oh, help you build a business? Hell yeah. It doesn't mean it matter that I broke my back for 10 years figuring this shit out on my own, but I got to be a woman supporting another woman, so I have to figure it out for you too, right? Fuck that. Fuck that. This is no different than feeling guilty for saying no for working for free. This is no guilty, no different than saying, you know, setting up boundaries with people. It's all the same stuff. Here's the deal. And this is where I finally netted out. The way that I can be a woman supporting another woman, because don't you dare tell me I'm not. Don't you dare. I love to talk shop. I love to talk shop with my friends. I love to shop, talk shop with like the people in my life who, where I have a give and take relationship. Helping women start their own business is like one of my favorite effing pastimes. So you don't get to tell me I'm not a a woman helping another woman because I'm not like doing it all over the world for free. You you don't get to say that. It's off the table for you. (laughs) So the way that I can show up, the way that I can be a woman supporting another woman is by being an example of how to set boundaries. That's how I'm willing to lead and that's how I'm willing to support. And I am completely not available for the guilt because I reject the lie that as a woman, the only way I can be of service is if I'm suffering and if I'm bleeding out. The only way to help others is to sacrifice myself. Nope. That one ends with me. I'm not, I'm not carrying that one on. I'm done. That's where this one dies. Okay. Okay. 
And honestly, a lot of the time, the brain picking stuff, it's really a lazy question. And it's showcasing that you don't want to do the work yourself and you want me to do the work for you. And that that's not super, like that doesn't get me all excited. You know, it really doesn't. Um, the, a question that I, that I get often now, it's not like, hey, can I take you out for coffee? But it's just a quick DM of like, hey, I love your podcast. I'd love to do what you want to do. Where should I start? Right? That, that one I get at least weekly, if not more. And so I'm like sitting on the other side of things being like, Okay, so you want me to summarize the past 10 years of my life, the trials, the tribulations, the agonizing over decisions, the research and discussions that I've had with colleagues and friends, like thousands of hours of conversation with friends, the blood, the sweat, the tears. You want me to take all of that and boil it down into a quick DM? I don't don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. Um, Now, I'm going to give you some like real, like actual things that I put in place. So you can maybe put those in place in your own business if you're getting this question a lot. But um, first I want to, first I want to uh, speak to something else because I just discovered this. It's kind of funny. I was like, I feel like I've talked about this before. Where was it? And I realized that the very first time I ever spoke about anything business related was two and a half years ago and it was in on Instagram stories. It's still in my highlights under starting a biz. I had just got out of the gym. I was like sweaty and red faced and I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I was just like, I'm going to take to stories and this is going to be a rant. And here we go. Um, so I'm actually quoting myself here from two and a half years ago, all still true. I said, so again, this is two and a half years ago. I said, I spend a disproportionate amount of time fielding questions about how I started my business and where I got my training from. Two things about that. One, my education and training is all over my website. And two is that I've done three podcast episodes talking about starting my business and my education and training. So that tells me that you've done exactly no legwork and no research whatsoever. And by the way, that's why I say it's kind of a lazy question, especially if somebody has like resources available to you and you're just choosing to like not look into them and ask to monopolize their free time to have them spoon feed you the answers instead. That's lazy. And then I went on to say, if you don't have the ability to find answers for yourself or the motivation to do it, then you're never going to make it in business. I'm sorry. I know it's tough love, but it's true. We're so conditioned to have immediate access to information and we feel entitled to it. Everything should be served up on a silver platter. But starting a business is wicked hard work and it involves so much self-motivation and get up and go. So if you don't intrinsically have that, then I think it's going to be really challenging to get a business up and running off the ground. So one thing that I've that I've said, and this is I say it snarky to other business owners, but if your first order of operations for starting a business is to DM somebody and be like, "How did you start yours?" It's probably not a good fit for you. Entrepreneurship is probably not a great fit for you because entrepreneurship is all about that self-motivation. It's like that scrappy, I can figure this out, I'm going to figure this out type of energy. If you're constantly just being like, can you tell me what the steps are to like building a business? Um, It's probably not going to be like a super great fit for you. It's fucking hard out here, okay? Um, So here's what I did. Here's a suggestion for you if you are a business owner and you're getting these types of questions often. 
Um, I, what did I say? Okay. So a few years ago, I, oh, this is what I started saying. I kind of had like this, this classic stock response. Um, this was from my friend, Sarah, who had read, I think it was like the four hour work week. Is that Tim Ferriss? And she said that like, he talks about no meetings during the week, no meetings during the week. And I was like, okay, so this is like an actual like strategy, a business strategy. This is a tactic, right? And cool. Tim Ferriss is a dude. So it's a lot easier for him to say that he can say it without the guilt. Me, I'm not a dude. And I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty as a woman. I should be showing up and serving everybody. Right? Like that's part of like what helped me like rewrite the narrative in my own brain. I'm like, dudes can do it. I'm going to do it. Dudes can do it. I'm going to do it. Um, so what I started to say when somebody sent me an email asking to meet for coffee or say like, I really like love what you're doing, blah, 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 blah. Can we meet for coffee? Blah. I would say my schedule doesn't allow, allow for brain picking meetings, especially if they use the term brain picking. I would definitely use that back. Um, my schedule doesn't allow for these meetings. If you have a specific question, you can send it through the Voxer app. Here's my handle. Because it's not like, like if you have a question about business and like you're a local business owner, like I'm not a dick, you know, like cool. Like I'll answer a question for you. No problem. Uh, less so now. I don't want to like this. This was still like at this point, it was like two, three years ago. Um, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. And you can't email me anyway because you get my assistant. <laughs> um, but but the Voxer app is this app that I chat with my friends on. It's like a little walkie talkie and it's super convenient for me. It's so much easier for me to like fire off a response when I'm like out walking than it is to like sit down and like craft out a well thought out email. So I'm like, I like put that out as an option for people, which I'd be stoked if somebody gave me that option. Do you want to know how many pe people took me up on that offer? Do you want to know? Exactly zero. Exactly zero people took me up on that offer. Why? Here's why. Because they never had a specific question to ask me. They just wanted to meet with me so I could tell them what to do. They wanted to meet with me and they're like, maybe through osmosis, I can suck up some of that success, some of that business success by meeting for coffee. Like coffee is the magical elixir for business success osmosis. I don't know. Um, so nobody did that. And that gave me some perspective. I'm like, oh, okay. So they just really want me to carry the load here. They want me to like bring shit to their table. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. And this is, by the way, this is the same thing with the collaboration offer. Cause I'm sure you'll get this like, oh, we have a lot in common. I'd love to collaborate. Right. When some, I used to get this all the time from like, um, local health coaches or yoga teachers or something like that. Now I get it from brands. Um, and I, my, my response is, okay, what's your plan? What's your plan? You, you, hopefully you're not asking me to do the mental lifting of creating a collaboration plan, right? Certainly not that. Um, with brands, I'll say, please send me, please email my assistant a detailed proposal. That's usually my, my kind of my stock response to brands that want to collaborate. Because what's really going on is when somebody's reaching out for a collaboration, if you have an established business, they want access to the to your audience. So somebody when they want to collaborate with me, they want access to the audience that I've spent 10 years growing, nurturing and building trust with. And they want me to come up with a game plan on top of that. So they want me to utilize my non-existent spare time to figure out how to give them a jump off with my audience. So I need to invest my time and my energy thinking through what a collaboration looks like. That is a super, super hard no. And I'm just here to remind you that you're not a bitch 
for saying no to like a loosey-goosey collaboration, okay? It, it It is okay to ask, what are you bringing to the table, right? And you don't have to say it in those words, but it, you're not, it's okay to question what is in this for me. That is not selfish. Reject the storyline that you need to say yes and bleed out for everyone who wants a piece of you in your business, in your audience, okay? I, I consider myself a bulldog to my audience. Like you got to get through, jump through hoops in order to access my audience. I'm not just going to like, you know, wave. I've, I've spent so much time curating trust with my community. That means something to me. I take that very seriously. I'm not just going to wave any, anybody that wants, wants to come on through in front of them. Like that's not, that's fucked up. Um, now I ha- absolutely have done collabos in the past. And I think this is where we have to check in. It's like, where are you in your business? Is it a well-established business with, you know, with a well-established community and a well-established audience? Are you, are you just first starting out? Because the rules of engagement are a little different in, I've done plenty of collaborations in the beginning. Um, but it was always a meeting of the minds first. It was like two people coming together to formulate a game plan. Um, but when I was in the beginning, when I was trying to establish myself, I did a lot of collaborations, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of partnerships and pairing up and, you know, exchanging access for audiences and all that kind of stuff. I said yes to everything in the beginning. I worked for free. I worked for very little money. I just kept showing up wherever I was asked, whenever I was asked. I was just like, Yes, all the time. Um, after I had Hattie, I obviously had to get a little bit more discerning with my yeses because I just, you know, I didn't have childcare. So it wasn't as easy for me to like get up, get, you know, go all over the place, but I was still saying yes to collaborations. Um, here's a great example of how collaborations can be amazing is uh, AJ Gavoni. She's actually been interviewed on the podcast before. She is a lo- she's local to my area. She's a personal trainer. And she had asked me, this is like legitimately probably like six years ago, five to six years ago, she asked me to create a nutrition plan for her workout. She had a, work- a workout plan and she's like, hey, would you just do like a quick nutrition plan? Now I had the template because I used to run 21 day programs. I had the template built out. But I said, yes, I was like, oh, I don't even know where this is going to take me, but yes, let's, let's do it. And I don't, I'm trying to think of like what the payment was. I don't know if she paid me up front or if I, if I got paid per head or it wasn't much money. I'm just saying like, it wasn't like, I wasn't like raking in the dough with this collaboration. This was more about just getting my name in front of more faces. And it also held me to task because I built out this entire program in real time using the the structure of what I had already been using, but just like really amplifying it. And then I've been, I use that program for so many years to come, like fueled and fit. I re- recently gave it a rebrand to eat to achieve, but that program has made me a lot of money and a lot of success. And it was because I said yes to a collaboration. Honestly, that's what it was. So I am not knocking collabos. I am not, I don't want you to hear that. I just want you to like, it has to make sense. It has to be mutually beneficial, mutual. I'm sure it has to make sense for both parties. And at this point, unless it's like, you know, the way, the, the way that my business is right now, it doesn't make sense for me to say yes anymore to everybody. You know, I can't say yes to everybody anymore. So it has to make sense. And it's not, I, you're not a bad guy for, for thinking like, what's in this for me? Okay. So that was one thing that I did was implemented that I don't, my schedule doesn't allow for meetups of this nature, but I am happy. If you have a specific question, I'm happy to answer because it turns the onus back on them. 
it, tur- it turns it on them. Like you, then all of a sudden you're not saying no, you're saying I will do this on my terms, right? Everybody's very used to just like getting what they want when they want it. And so when somebody's like, well, we can do this, but it's going to be on my terms. All of a sudden it's like, wait, what? So you, it's per- I'm here to remind you that it's okay to establish your own terms. It, not only is it okay, it is absolutely necessary. And I think I talked I talked a lot about this last Strictly Biz episode where I talked about how I've created specific structures of how I work with clients, right? It's very necessary. If, if I was working on everybody else's terms, it, I would not be in a good place. So it's fine to establish your own terms of how you help people, especially when you're doing it for free. Come on now. The second thing I did, and this is another idea to steal from me, I put a page on my website called Pick My Brain, and this serves a few different purposes. Number one, when people reach out, I didn't have to continue to invest a ton of time into coming up with a response. Like if you're if you run a, a big business, you know how much time goes into emails, right? It was just it just became like a certain point where it's like saying the same thing over and over and over again. So now I could just send them a link instead of writing a full response. I just send them a quick link. And here's what the copy, part of the copy on that website says. Because I get such a large volume of emails and messages each week from awesome ladies looking to pick my brain about biz, I've spent some time talking about my education, the path I chose in different programs on my podcast, the Functional Nutrition Podcast. You can grab those episodes below. So I actually link to them. I put the actual audio player right on the page. So what this paragraph is saying is, even though you think this is a small, simple ask, just to pick my brain, you're actually one of many people who ask this of me on a regular basis. And that, so I'm saying that in, in, you know, without having to really say that, like, because you're one, because I get this question so much, which is true. Um, And then I get, I link to the shows for super easy access. So it's not that I'm saying no, I'm just saying, here's, here's the information you're looking for. It's already pre-curated for you. It's pre-curated for you. And then I go on to say, I began by getting my undergrad in nutrition and dietetics, and then went on to do more certification programs and post-grad studies, many of which are outlined on my about page. And I hyperlink to my about page. So this is saying, hey, all the information you're looking for actually already exists. Please utilize your own time finding the answers that I've already laid out for you. You know, I can say that without being a bitch. (laughs) And then finally, I say, if you've got more brain picking to do from there, you're more than welcome to schedule an appointment with me to receive more personalized attention with your decision making process. And then I, at, at that, at a certain point, I was just linking to my online scheduler so people could go in and schedule an appointment with me and, um, whatever I chart it. Whatever my current hourly rate was is what was reflected on that page. And so this is what what this is doing is saying, hey, what you're asking of me is to actually do my paid work for free. Okay, Uh, if you want me to invest my time in you, you're going to need to pay me. You're going to need to map out. You're going to need to do it on my scheduler on my terms, on my time, and you're going to have to pay me. So it's managing expectations without have to, having to say it directly. And so if you find you have a really hard time saying no to people or you just have a really hard time setting boundaries, honestly, I was I was feeling so like uh, like awful about this. So this was so much easier for me just to have a land like a page on my website that I could send people to. And it really said exactly what I wanted to say without having to say it. And once again, do you know how many people scheduled one of those appointments with me? One. One person did. And she's lovely and I love her. 
Um, but that's, that's how many, that just goes to show, like I've had hundreds of requests to pick my brain in one person, one person that was willing to pay for it. Okay. So those are some good stats for you. Um, and then finally you could, if you're direct, you could just say, my brain is not available to be picked. <laughs> I've never used that one. I don't have enough balls for that, but that could be, that could be a fun one to tinker around with. Um, Okay, now if you're on the, the the other side of the coin and you're someone who wants to do some brain picking, if you really want to, like you have somebody that you respect and somebody that you look up to and you're like, I would love to structure my business the way that she does, um, here's my advice. Because some people don't don't mind this, but go don't go in with entitlement. I think that's like the biggest piece. Realize, this is huge, realize that by the point someone is on your radar, they have a well-established business. I didn't get questions about brain picking until I was about seven years in. Before that, it was crickets. Nobody was asking me for my advice, and nobody. Um, it's like that poster of success, right? Like the glacier, and it's like all you see is the tip of the iceberg. That's success, but like you don't see the huge mountain underneath the water, right? That's the grind. You don't see people until like you're not on people's radar until they're like fully established and. By that point, they're busy as fuck doing all of the things, running a business or an empire. So asking them to meet you for coffee or to hop on a call or even craft a comprehensive, well-thought-out DM is a big ask. So I, how I would approach this with someone is to send them an email, uh, be professional. I don't, I, maybe I'm old, like maybe I'm an old fuddy-duddy. Maybe it's because I'm 36. I don't know. DMs are so unprofessional to me. Like when somebody reaches out through DMs and they want to do business, I'm like, email me, dude. Like what the F? Um, so send an email. And this, hey, this might actually require you tracking down their email. Good golly, Miss Molly. You might have to put a smidgen of effort into this. So track down their email. Send them an email. Ask them if they have available office hours for purchase, right? Give them, like, set the expectation that you're willing to pay and you're willing to do it on their terms. Tell them the specific topics you're looking to discuss. Do not get on a call with somebody and have them break down, you know, like the years and years of entrepreneurship, how they got there. That's it's an absolutely insane ask. Like, I've invested tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of dollars into business training. I'm not going to whittle that down to you in a one-hour session. That's impossible, right? So give them the specific topics that you're looking to discuss or the questions that you want to ask so they can decide if they're a good fit. Like they might be like, I don't I actually don't know how to answer these questions or this, I don't, I don't, I'm not a great fit for this. Um, and probably don't say pick your brain because I don't think anybody really likes to hear that. All right. Those are my thoughts on brain picking, what you can do if you want to pick somebody's brain or you don't want your brain to be picked. Talk to you next week. Hey, by the way, if you know somebody in the business, share this podcast with them if you think it could help. Subscribe so you can get up and coming shows talking about all this business jazz. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.